Parker, and I am uh, so thrilled to be up here right now. Before I move forward, I'd love if you would uh, give a round of applause for our band really quick. They're so good. They really are like, they really are like so, so talented. So uh, this morning is super special um, and for a number of reasons. Uh, but it's super special today because uh, today is our Senior Recognition Sunday. And it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to uh, uh, recognize our seniors and their families, um, but it's also a time the entire church community gets to get to see and hear our seniors and their families where they get to where they get to witness and they get to hear uh, what they're going to be going into in their next phase of life, what they're interested in, what they're passionate about. Uh, and it's, it's also an opportunity at the end of this moment to bless them as they go into this next phase of life. It's a really, really special time. And so if at any point during this uh, senior recognition moment, if I uh, pause or I choke up, Then, uh, then just bear with me. Uh, we, don't get, we don't get this opportunity um, but once a year. And so if you would, um, with, a, with, a, with a, a resounding round of applause, would you welcome our seniors and their families to the stage? to make uh, two rows. We might have to go uh, on the second row. Yeah, perfect. More of the merrier. Make sure everybody's in the light. Look, look, look nice and pretty. So as they're getting set up, um, just, I'm going to just share a few things. So uh, do you remember the moment of stepping into your high school for the very first time? The smells, the sounds, the panic of where's my third period class again? Remember Friday night football games, homecoming, AP exams, uh, your part-time job at Waterway or the roastery? You like that? Throw that in there for you. Yeah, anyway. Um, or fall retreat or cross-country meets or tennis matches. You're, do you remember waking up to find out school had been canceled due to a global pandemic? Moving your entire family across the world. Remote learning, Zoom calls, masks, no masks, schools in full swing, or is it? And then taking a deep breath in, and life feels a little bit more normal again. Studying late at night, asking that one girl to prom with that crazy, elaborate, and obnoxious plan with a huge poster board. You remember assemblies? Do you remember going to Winter Weekend? Or do you remember waking up early to lift weights or to go early for band practice? Maybe robotics competitions, musicals, the good old days, am I right? These students and families here are the definition of what perseverance, perseverance is. The last three plus years have not been easy, but they made it. The work prayer, their diligence, the tears, hard work, training, etc., have gone, gotten them here to this moment. 
And this is but a small picture of the kingdom of God at work in our culture and our world. I've asked each uh, senior if they would share uh, themselves, like uh, introduce themselves, and then um, whomever is on stage with them, and then for them to share what they're, what they're interested in and passionate about going into, and then also what um, this next phase of life they're most excited about. And so I think there's a, a, a little mic, and we'll start with uh, Matthew, it looks like. All right, I'm Matthew Sutton. This is Melinda and Rose. Um, I'm going to JUCO after this. I'm going to study business and culinary arts, and I'm most excited for the freedom. Yeah, all right. I'm Eliza Weeby. This is Diane and Chris, and um, I'm going to go to K-State and don't know what I'm going to study, but I'm interested in early childhood education. And I'm most looking forward to being closer to my brother and having less unknowns. Hello, I'm Josiah Gossner. This is my mom, Lori, and my dad, Michael. Um, I'm excited to go to Rockhurst University and pursue exercise science and hopefully physical therapy after that. And I'm excited to experience college, have more freedom, and run track collegiately. Awesome. Hello, my name is Asher Jones. These are my parents, Nathan and Crystal. Um, I've got a few fields that I'd like to go in, but I think I'm most excited to decide which one I want to go into over the summer. <laughs> I'm Logan Harder, and these are my parents, Luann and Dave. Um, I'm planning to go to K-State Salina for electronics and computer engineering technology, and I'm most excited to join a new community and see what I can help out with. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, so one of the things that I really enjoy doing is having a senior uh, share with the congregation a word of thanks and reflection. Um, and so I've asked uh, Logan Harder uh, if he'd be willing to share with the, uh, the church. Uh, I've been going here for a whole life, so 18 years now, um, and it's been a really fun experience. Um, just being able to ask questions and having uh, trusted, loving, Christ-centered adults uh, be there for you. Um, uh, and just, I'm really excited for the upcoming elementary school, middle school, high school students that get to experience it just like I did. Awesome. Yeah, Logan, can we uh, hear from... <clears throat> so I'm going to turn my back to you, which I know you're not supposed to do, but I'm going to do that really quick. Because I'm going to just talk to the seniors and parents really quick and cry. Uh, so, so we're not saying goodbye. And we're just welcoming you into our community of faith as an adult. So whether you are going to school far away, you're still undecided, you're still trying to figure it out. 
uh, whether you're going into the marketplace and school all at the same time, uh, or, you're, or maybe eventually you end up going into the military, or you end up going uh, to Fuller Theological Seminary to pursue, you know, an MDiv or a PhD. Uh, that's my little cheap plug, by the way. Anyway, um, and who knows, maybe, maybe you'll find yourself across the world as a missionary in China. You never know where the Lord may take you, but wherever you do go, uh, you should know you're always welcome here. This is your home. So treat it as such. And to know that our arms are always open to you. No matter, no matter what happens when you go into this next phase of life, um, you're always welcome here. In my short period of time here, it really has been an honor and privilege to walk alongside you and your families, alongside so many other adults, coaches, mentors, uh, leaders, and teachers. And so uh, we wouldn't be here in this moment um, if we didn't uh, have trusted, loving, Christ-centered adults um, in these students' lives. And there's so many uh, people that we uh, could share. I mean, it would literally be uh, exhaustive. Like, it would, it would never end. But there are a few people that I would really love to just uh, recognize really quick because uh, these particular leaders and adults uh, have truly walked foot to foot, shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand with these students and families over the last several years. I want to recognize uh, Mary Hamilton, Clarissa Haggard, Tori Tabory, um, uh, Dave Fick, Brandon Haggard, uh, Nate Severson, Rick and Amy Mumford, John Sheridan, and Jennifer Rovenstein. Can we give those adults a round of applause? Uh, last, last but not least is uh, we love you guys, and we're excited um, to see what God's going to do in and through you in this next phase of life. We're excited to see you um, be uh, kingdom builders um, and to crush it for the kingdom. Um, and so we're excited for you to take uh, steps of bold faith uh, into the unknown. Um, that's already known by God, um, but in the unknown, uh, along with a community of faith um, who has, they have you, they're with you, whether you're near or far. Um, so uh, to close, what I'd love, if you would be willing, is to extend uh, a hand towards these seniors and their families uh, as a way of blessing them, as a way of anointing them, as a way of sending them out. Um, and then we're going we're gonna to cheer for them really loudly afterwards, okay? Uh, let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you so much uh, for these seniors and these families. I thank you, Father, that we... Uh, get to witness just a little part of their lives. And it is for this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven, uh, heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long, how long, wide, long, high, and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ever ask or imagine or dream according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus 
throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen and amen. If you would give them a round of applause. Good job. Oh, there is a little. I, oh, yeah, we have to give you guys these little gifts. So one of the things uh, that we, we did as a, as a church, uh, we're going to see who's is who's. Oh, dear, this may be taking a little too long um, for the transition part of it. Uh, this is Eliza's. Uh, is we, uh, we were able to gift them. Uh, one, of, one of the gifts is a, is this Asher? Asher. Here you go, Asher. This is Asher's. Uh, is a journal um, that has some words of affirmation. He's not here. Um, put this here. Uh, is, a, is a journal of words of affirmation and encouragement and um, stories and pictures and sketches and all those things. So you participated in one of their gifts. Logan. This is Mr. Logan. And, uh, and so uh, hopefully you all as seniors, uh, it's one of the many things that are in there. Um, and then uh, is that Josiah? Wouldn't it be great if we would have forgotten about you? No, just kidding. <laughs> and so uh, there's, there's several things in there. Uh, they're not going to open them up because that seems weird, um, but they're going to open them up later on and uh, reflect and read uh, those things. Um, and uh, so we're really thankful for you all, and we're excited. Uh, if you would, one more time as a head off stage. Good job, guys. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, man, I tell you what, Larry, I don't, know, I don't know where he is. Larry played that entire time with like some piano and stuff. If you would, give it up for Larry, wherever he is. I mean, it, it's been a full morning already, hasn't it? Um, well, you're in, you're in for a treat in just a second. Uh, because, but before we get there, let me catch you up on, on where we've been over the last few weeks. Uh, so we've been, in, we've been going through a serious conversation called Faith Every Day, in which we have been examining different spiritual pathways to connect with Christ, to connect with others in our community and world, and to connect with ourselves. Additionally, we've been engaging with different members of our congregation to get a glimpse into their world and to hear how they're pursuing Christ and how they've engaged in our faith community here at Hillcrest, how they've dealt with faith in life conversations uh, with coworkers, with children, with other family, family members, uh, and so forth. As I shared earlier, uh, which I think I did, I'm the student pastor here. Welcome, good morning, I'm glad you're here. Uh, as I shared earlier, I'm the student pastor here and I have the privilege, I truly do, I have the privilege and the honor uh, to serve alongside some, some really fantastic men and women uh, who get to care and shepherd and love middle school and high school students. It really is a privilege. And I don't, I don't, I don't say that lightly. Uh, it really is um, a fantastic honor. But I get to do that alongside some really incredible uh, middle school and high school students and families. And if you would like to join us uh, in the... Uh, whether it's later or this summer or even in the fall, you're more than welcome to have a conversation with me. I'd love to, have a, I'd love to treat you to coffee. Um, but it's a, it's a pleasure to walk alongside some fantastic adult leaders who are walking alongside some um, fantastic middle school and high school students. And as you may already know, because you either have a student in your life or you, you live next to students uh, or you have a, a grandchild uh, who's a student, 
Um, it's not easy being a student these days. Anxiety, stress, depression, and suicidal ideation are at record highs. Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, AI, not necessarily in that order, are some of the most critical, advanced, interesting, divisive, information-gathering, joy-filled, identity-forming, and community-building platforms of this generation. It's truly remarkable the amount of advanced technology our students have in the palm of their hands. Now, on top of all of that, as a student, you have school, you have homework, maybe you're in theater, maybe you have a part-time job, maybe you have a few friends, or maybe you have lots of friends. Maybe, uh, you, maybe, maybe you have an intact home, or maybe you have a home that's been splintering, or it's already splintered. You have AP tutoring, you have college visits, you're asking all sorts of, of truth, of, of uh, faith and life questions, etc. Now imagine trying to follow Christ in the midst of all that. Because we live in a sinful, suffering, and broken world in desperate need of hope, aren't we? Students, adults, and humans have been asking questions like, Who am I? Where do I fit? What difference can I make? for many, many, many years. And these are some of the most fundamental human identifying or identity-making and forming questions that we can ask ourselves, aren't they? Who am I? Where do I fit in this world? What difference can I actually make as a middle school student or as a high school student? Do I actually have any type of real contribution in this world? But imagine, just for a second, that you are a current middle school or high school student asking these types of questions in the midst of our culture in our world. And while answering those questions, you've realized there is a person named Jesus who stepped into human history to live, breathe, die, and was resurrected on the third day so that I could have life and life to the full. That I get to be a part of a community of faith that's taking the story of God seriously that I'm part of a community of faith that's training to follow in the way of Jesus, that there are adults that have said yes to shepherding and caring for me in my spiritual faith and for other young people, and that there are real spaces where I can connect with Jesus through musical worship, that I can be honest and that I can be vulnerable and I can ask questions about the scriptures and life. You begin to find your identity in Christ. You build a foundation that's unchanging. You place your faith and trust in the Lord. Your heart begins to grow so that others would know Christ and be known by him. You desire to pursue new life together with others. And you begin to reimagine your school, your community, your friends, and your world differently so that they would come to know and follow in the way of Jesus. And that's where the Lord has brought grace. Grace has a passion and love for the Lord and others like nobody else. As you'll see and you will hear yourself in just a second. She has a real zest for life and it honestly is really contagious. 
If you would, please welcome up Grace O'Donnell, everybody. Oh, hi, Grace. Hello. Welcome to the stage. Thank you. Wow. Thanks for having me. So part of our faith every day is we get to interview people and we get to interview Grace. And so to get started, it might be helpful for everyone to know maybe who you are, uh, where, you, where you come from, who your parents are, and where you go to school. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Grace O'Donnell. I'm a freshman at Shawnee Mission East, and my parents are Hugh and Molly O'Donnell. That's pretty kind. Uh, go Lancers, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, go Lancers. Woo! That's great. <laughs> wow. There it is. Well, anyway, so, um, so Grace, uh, you've been coming to Hillcrest for quite some time, right? Mm -hmm. How long have you been coming here again? Uh, I've been coming here ever since my mom was in mops with me. So. Okay. So you were my like a, a little person. Yeah. Now you're a big person. Sure. As an older, anyway. Yeah. But so, so uh, you may know this already, but our, our vision statement is pursuing new life together in Jesus. So what does that mean to you? Like specifically, what does that mean like to pursue life together with other people? In Jesus for so you. that means for me to live life how God wants me to and one of the ways I do that is sharing the fruit of the spirits with others like love joy kindness um, really being connected with family and friends and just just reaching out to people is one of the ways that I like to do that um, especially youth group youth group has been such a great environment for me I've really learned a ton, met new people, and got to form better relationships with people. And one of my favorite um, scriptures that I wrote down was, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbors as yourself. Because I just think that everybody should be treated respectfully. You should be kind to others. Just try your best to do good. I love it. So uh, Grace, um, by the way, a little backstory about Grace. Um, so uh, we as adult leaders get the privilege of, of again, having a front row seat um, to students' lives, especially Grace's life. And uh, one of the things that Grace is like, she's such an evangelist. Like she's so good at telling others about church and Jesus and, hey, you should come to this thing and whatever. And some time ago, she invited a friend uh, to come to, I think it was a kickball frenzy at Franklin Park. And uh, that friend then kept coming and kept coming and kept hearing about Jesus and was part of small groups. And, um, and so I've witnessed firsthand that Grace has continually uh, invited new friends. Um, and even one of those friends, uh, if, you, if you were here in January, uh, that Grace had invited to some time ago, actually got baptized and say yes to Jesus. And so, um, I mean, Grace is having a tremendous impact at Shawnee Mission East. Um, but it's not easy, right? Because Shawnee Mission East is like, it's a big, it's a big high school. And, you know, it's not like, you know, rainbows and unicorns and cupcakes. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's tough, right? I mean, some of the stuff we were talking about earlier, uh, I mean, with, with all the advancement of technology and all the social medias and all the platforms, I mean, do you find that to be true as well? Like, man, life's kind of hard, like, right now as a student. I feel like, yeah, sometimes, especially um, going to school every day, high school, it's not, um, it was a big transition for me from going to elementary to middle to high I really feel like um, there's been tons of transitions. I've learned so much, still learning today. Um, that's, yeah. that's awesome. So, uh, that, which leads right into the next question. So how do you, in the midst of our culture and our community, uh, I mean, how do you pursue God as a student at Shawnee Mission East? 
Um, I really uh, think about his word. Um, I like to do the Bible verse every day. That's okay. kind of like my thing in the morning that I do. Um, I like to read scripture, think about how he's always there for us. He cares for us. Um, connecting through people, just telling people. That's how I connect. Love it. That's, that's awesome. And, um, and so you kind of like um, alluded to this, and we'll kind of elaborate a little bit further. So how do you stay anchored uh, in Jesus um, with all the stuff? I mean, with uh, your part of a band, we're, we're going to get to that in a second, our musical worship band, um, this church, you're in theater. I mean, you're in, in, involved in a variety of other activities as well. I mean, so how do you stay anchored to Jesus? Um, really just thinking about his word. Um is the main thing for me. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Sometimes I have a hard time like at school or thinking about, well, what am I gonna do in life? What's going on? Um, it's sometimes hard to think about all these things and then I just have to remember that God is always there for us and that mm. he cares for us. Yeah, amen to that. Um, so staying, staying anchored in, 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 in the scriptures, reading, uh, reading scripture daily, um, which you never miss, right? Uh, just get doing it. I that. have but, once or um, twice, but... Once or twice? Really? Yes. Oh, that's really good, actually. Um, but, because um, none of us ever miss, right? Anyway, but, um, so you stay anchored in Jesus through the scriptures, but you also stay anchored by uh, actively participating in our musical worship team and in our, in our band. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Like, how are you staying anchored by participating in that band? So this band has been a huge thing for me. Um, it started a little bit before COVID when it was just Claw and I, um, Clarissa, I like to call her it's Claw. It's fine, Clarissa. <laughs> um, so, and then it's uh, really grown. And so we've added a bunch of different people. And through that, I've just been really feeling God's presence. And um, I play the keyboard and I also sing. And so I feel like playing the keys, I like kind of feel that he's there when I'm playing. Um, I've really just connected through God, um, connected through people. It's just a great experience. Yeah, so speaking of people, that's another way that you stay anchored to the Lord. Uh, is we have some fantastic adult leaders in our, in our in your world, but also in our student ministries, uh, like Mary, like Lori, like Claw, like Tori, like Parker. I mean, Karen. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, I mean, how do you stay anchored? You know, like to them, but also how do they stay anchored to you? Um, a lot of times as I'm going through some hard times, they're always there for me. They're always like, hey, how's it going? They even stop you when you're walking around to see how you're doing. Um, it really makes a huge impact on me. Like if I'm having a rough day, they're like, hey, you want to talk about something? And it just, they're just always there for me. And it's just so great. <laughs> it is so great. They are pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Grace, thanks for sharing. Thanks for stepping out in bold faith to be up here and also at Shawnee Mission East as well. Give it up for Grace, everybody. It's so good to hear her story. My name's Nate, and I'm one of the pastors here. Good morning. Great to be with you. We're going to move toward a time of communion together, a time to celebrate what Jesus uh, did for us and how he gave himself for us. Uh, I'm, I've been so thankful for Jason being here. He's been here about a year leading our middle school, high school students and their families. And one of the things that Jason and other leaders uh, with the students say often is, is who is your one? Well, I, I read it in the emails. I hear it when I'm with them. Who is your one? And they're encouraging. They're not asking students like, who are you dating? They're not asking, what's your grade point average? They're not asking that question. They're saying, who are you praying for and thinking about that you want to see come to know Jesus? Who's a friend that, that is so important to you that you want to spend eternity with them? Who is your one? 
And I think it's a great thing for us to think about even as, uh, as those of us who are out of high school. Uh, who is our one? Who is the one that we want to see knowing Jesus? And I, I want to read a passage of scripture with you this morning, uh, a story of Jesus that kind of gives us an, a window into uh, a friend group and how they saw the one they wanted to bring to Jesus. So if you want to open quickly to Mark, uh, the gospel of Mark chapter 2, and there's a story here of Jesus and, and how he helped, uh, how people brought a friend to him. Uh, Mark is an interesting gospel. It, it, there's a lot of action in the gospel of Mark. There's a lot of movement, and the word immediately shows up in almost every chapter. And uh, Mark chapter 1 starts with Jesus teaching in Peter's hometown of Capernaum, and right away, he's, it, it's, things are happening right away. Right at the end of chapter 1, we read these words about the town that Jesus was in. It said, the whole town gathered at the door to see Jesus. Everybody showed up because he was doing incredible things, speaking in powerful ways. And uh, it's almost like if you go to a big event and the next morning people are like, oh, how was it? And you're like, it was amazing. Everybody was there. That's kind of the language. Like everybody was there. Uh, Jesus left Capernaum and came back shortly, if just a few days later, and that's where chapter two picks up. It says, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. And they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left. And even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. And some men came bringing to Jesus a paralyzed man carried by four of them. And since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowering the mat the man was lying on. Some of you know this story. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow, why does Jesus talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Verse 8, immediately Jesus, there's that word immediately, immediately. Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know, that the Son of Man, that's how he talked about himself. I want you to know that I have authority on earth to forgive sins. So Jesus said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And the man got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. It was a game changer, the way that Jesus spoke into this moment. Here are these friends bringing their one to Jesus, that, that he might change his life, that he might speak into his reality. And they had to go through different obstacles. Did you catch some of the obstacles there? You know, they had to carry him to Jesus. Friends carry each other. Friends take the time to be with people and to walk with them and to, to carry them when they're stuck in life. And they carry this friend to Jesus. And then they hit a second obstacle. The house is full. They can't get in. They, they can't even make eye contact with Jesus and say, hey, I gotta come out here. I wonder how long they stood there trying to figure out what they were gonna do. You know, did they think, you know, one of you go in there and bring Jesus out or let's just bust through the wall there on the side of the house. They ended up going on the roof and, and going through the roof, which I don't know that if that would have been my first choice, but that's where they headed. Um, and when you think about roofs in the first century, don't think about your roof at your home or your apartment. It's a different kind of roof. If you were cutting a hole through my roof, you know, we'd be talking about some things together like deductibles and counseling and things like that. Uh, but these guys in the first century, roofs were made of sticks and mud and, and they were often repairing them. I mean, they were falling apart all the time. The rainy season would come and they have to rebuild the roof. So maybe it was like, that's the best move. Let's go through the roof. We can fix it later. Let's get them to Jesus. So they weren't, that was not going to keep them from getting their friend to Jesus. 
And then there seems to be a little bit of a miscommunication here with Jesus. I don't know if you picked up on that. They lower their friend on a mat, obviously needing healing. Jesus looks at him and says, your sins are forgiven. And if I'm one of his friends, I'm like, no, 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 that's not Jesus. He needs to walk. He needs healing. We're not what's We're missing something here. But the religious leaders that were in the room, they, they picked up immediately on what Jesus was doing. You see, you see how that shows up? Right away they said, what is he doing? Only God can forgive sins. When Jesus said to the man, your sins are forgiven, what he was saying is, I have the ability that God has. What God can do, I can do. And the leaders, the religious leaders, knew right away what Jesus was doing. He's saying that he has power to do everything. He's like, I can forgive you, I can heal you, I can change your life, I can change your heart, I can change your eternity. And the religious leaders right away say, what are you saying? You're not God. And Jesus is trying to help them see that he was indeed God in the flesh. And this man's life was transformed. So then he turns to him and he says, so which is easier? To say you're healed or your sins are forgiven? The point of the question is that neither of them is easy. Both are impossible if you're a human being. But for Jesus, he could say either one. He had power to change this person's life. That's why his friends brought him to Jesus. That's why he was their one. They wanted him to know Jesus, to see Jesus, and experience transformation. So it's a good question for us to think about. Who is your one? Who is the person that you are longing to see come to know Jesus, to come to know God, to know forgiveness and life and transformation? And I hope that when I ask that question right away, a face pops into your head, a name comes to mind. If not, then I want you to pray with me that God would expand your circle, that he would help you do something new, to invest your time and your energy in a new way that you might be around people that don't know who Jesus is, who are far from God, people who need to be brought to the Savior of the world, that you would have someone, that you're one, you would be able to find that one. Let's pray for that together. And when we come to communion, one of the things that's amazing about communion is that if you were to ask Jesus, who's your one? Jesus would say, you are. He would look you in the eye and say, you're my one. I, I left the 99 to come and find you. Jesus, as God in the flesh, he can say that. He can say to each person ever created, you're my one, because he is divine and eternal and supernatural. He can do that. And Jesus said that to you, and he said it to me. And he came and he gave his life on the cross that we might know everlasting life, that we might be part of the kingdom of God. So at communion, we remember what Jesus did for us. We celebrate and we remember. And so we're going to enter this time now of communion. I want to invite the servers, if they would come and, and uh, move to their stations. In a moment, we're going to invite you to uh, come forward and take a piece of uh, a wafer, receive a wafer, uh, a piece of bread that represents the body of Christ. And to take a cup filled with juice, the juice representing the blood of Christ, and, and to take it back to your seats and receive these elements uh, in your seats. So uh, go ahead and take uh, the elements and stand in your different stations if you would. We'll invite you to come forward. If you're in these middle two sections, we're going to invite you to come towards this middle aisle and come forward. And we'll have two stations up front here. And if you're on the side sections, if you'll move uh, toward the windows, if you'll walk towards the windows and come forward and receive these elements. And we know that... God will meet us in this moment, that his grace will be with us, that he'll remind us that we need forgiveness and we need new life. And we'll be reminded that we are the one that Jesus gave his life for, that we can be forgiven. On the night before he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
And after the meal, he took the cup and he, he said, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he returns. So let's receive this meal with, with thankful hearts, with confession and gladness. I want to invite Jason to uh, pray for us, and then we'll receive together. Let's pray. Uh, Father in heaven, thank you for this morning. Thank you, Father, that you um, have gathered with us here. Father, as we uh, prepare to take a Holy Communion, uh, would you meet us here, and would you remind us of what you did on the cross for us through your, uh, your bloodshed um, and your ravished body. Thank you, Father, that we um, can participate in life eternal with you. And Father, we are in desperate need of healing. We're in desperate need of restoration and wholeness. And through your son, Jesus, and the sacrifice he made for us, um, that is, can be true. Uh, so Father, be with us and remind us of that as we take um, these elements. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. We have a, a good God. And when we are not good, he is good. When we fail, he picks us up. When we struggle, we're surrounded by a community of faith to walk with us and remind us of what is true and right and beautiful in this world. It's good to hear a story this morning, to hear your stories. I hope that you've been encouraged in your faith. I want to invite our prayer team to come up every Sunday after church. There's volunteers up front here to pray with you and encourage you. If there's anything heavy in your life, anything you're carrying, uh, let us lift you up this morning. As soon as we finish here, there's a potluck starting downstairs. I can't wait to see what's in the jello. Uh, it's going to be a mystery. I'm excited. Uh, but also in this room, we're going to have a short uh, meeting, a congregational meeting. We've been talking about it for a few weeks, so please stay with us if you'd like to hear what's coming up for us in the next few weeks and months. Uh, but as you go, uh, remember, who is your one? And remember that Jesus saw you and named you his one and gave himself for you. So go and share that light, that love, that grace with your neighborhood, with your family, with those around you. Go with God. We'll see you next Sunday. Amen.